Welcome to The Soul Show. I'm your host, Hillary Boynton, here with my hilarious sidekick, Miss Rita Ross. That's me. We're just a couple real food mamas sharing our real food journeys and giving you valuable tips along the way. Here at School of Lunch, we believe simplicity is gourmet, and there's no greater gift you can give yourself and your family than learning to cook. So roll up your sleeves, get in your kitchens, and let's get cracking. Okay, welcome to the Soul Show. I'm Hillary Boynton. I'm Rita Ross. We're here today to introduce you guys to our very first podcast. Soul stands for School of Lunch, where we are schooling you guys on all things about our local food system, health, wellness, nutrition, mamas just rolling our sleeves up and getting down and dirty in the kitchen, empowering you with real food, techniques, tips, tricks, cheerleading, whatever, right? Why are you yelling? I don't know. Right well, I want to make right sure here. the sound is right good. Here. <laughs> well, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to the world out there. Okay, so I'll Started tone it down a little bit. I think we should keep that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Oh, all, right. all right, well, let me just start again. One more time. Okay, so welcome to The Soul Show. I'm Hillary Boynton. I'm Rita Ross. We're two real food passionate mamas. We're here. Oh, shoot. No, because we're now just starting the... Shoot. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the Soul Show. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Actually, why I did this. Okay. That's Tanner. Okay. Welcome to the Soul Show. I'm Hillary Boynton. I'm Rita Ross. We're here today, you guys, for our very first podcast. Soul Show stands for School of Lunch, where we are going to be schooling you guys on all things diet, lifestyle, real food, health, wellness, happiness, laughter, community, all of it. time spent around the kitchen table. We really believe that it's so important, and a lot of mamas out there are desperate for, first of all, laughter, I think, right? Yes. That's maybe the most important thing that people are missing right now. I'm missing it. I am, but that's why I hang out with you. Aww. Make me laugh, Rita. Right? So, <laughs> so we hope to provi- provide some comic relief um, and a lot of good tips and tricks to really empower you guys in your kitchens. Like, in all honesty, we will be infusing real info and real empowerment tips for you guys to just grab hold of the reins in your kitchens and take control of your own health. Because food is foundational. Sure is. Food is, like, not everything, but it's foundational. And when you can get that foundation set and your system set it all kind of falls into place right i think so well you have something to build upon yes can't build it on the sand no you need solid foundations you need your building building blocks and your foundation that's right right? so we're here to provide those tips for you guys we're going to take you through the alphabet yes so the alphabet of answers every week we'll be going through a different letter and demystifying the local food system or the food system in general um whether it's uh, bone broth or grandparents and how to navigate that situation, how to set up healthy habits, how to, I don't know, you know, K, no, was, X was a hard one, but we could go over xylitol, you know, I mean, that might be the only thing we could go over with X, but if anybody has any tips. So anyway, that's a little roadmap that's going to keep us moving along each week. And if you guys have any suggestions, be sure to let us know. Yes. And we're also going to give you coupons and shout outs to some of our favorite brands that we believe in and um, some of our favorite farmers so that you guys can uh, just have that kind of, um, what's the thing, the overwhelm of decision making, just have that lifted and you can just go right to it and vote with your dollar. Not overwhelmed, just we can handle some whelm. Just like, it's okay to be whelmed. Is that a word? I I think it is. Like I'm feeling whelmed. Just kind of like, in the whelm is okay. We got some whelm. We can handle that. Over. She called my mom. She's got all the answers to anything grammatical. Grammar queen. Holly go lightly. <laughs> Love you, Holly. So I wish I had all that, but I'm getting there, right? No, you're doing better. Anyway, little by little, so we're, just, just not, we're not in class not right now. So no one's gonna grade you tomorrow. That's good. I'm out of class. That's right. Always learning though. It's not a test. Yes. <laughs> it's real so, life. It's real life. This is real life. And we're here for you guys. So today... She's going to be here for you more than me. You're just admitting that right (laughs) now? (laughs) Just throw that. Roll that right out there. I'm here for you 100%. Rita's probably like 75. I got the Lord. She's planning to move away to Texas, but you can't leave me. So (laughs) 
really won't let her well, go. Whatever God wills. But thank God for the interwebs because yes. we can always stay thank connected. Thank God for everything. Thank God for everything. Right. Right. So we're different people. We are different people, but that's what we're here for today is to <laughs> tell you all about us because some of you might not know us. Some of you might know us pretty well. Some of you might think you know us, but we'll surprise you with some things, I'm sure. So yeah. what do you think? You want to start or you want me to start? What you, do you, want? I, you go. Okay. Well, uh, I have been on a real food journey for about 14, well, maybe more than that. My goodness. Actually, so I'm a mama of five. I had struggled with severe infertility for uh, three years when I was 26. So I went fat free in those 90s for about a decade there when I really truly believed that that was the answer. Now we just know uh, that fat is actually the answer. And it's about, it's like, like, like we are, we consider ourselves the fat, right? Fat is what delivers all the nutrition and nutrients to every cell in your body. And speaking of Lala, she's calling him. Uh, maybe she heard us oh, gosh. in the universe talking about grammar. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> she's like, you're wrong. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? You're doing, you're doing it wrong. wrong. Yeah. Well, so, I think we've all eaten a box of snack wells. On the or two, because it's, you know, it was guilt-free. Guilt-free. So I fell for that hook, line, and sinker. And I admit that, you know, there's a lot of persuasive marketing. And, you know, everybody kind of fell for that. Not you, though. I do you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I feel better now. Yeah, so I really screwed up my system. I was a um, an athlete in high school and college and was just burning my body to like the brink and replenishing with total junk. And when I was 26, I got married at 25, 26, got pregnant and then miscarried right away and went on to have four miscarriages over three years. Totally mm-hmm. most painful time of my life, like little black cloud mm-hmm. over my head. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate because... It was one of those things I didn't even really know what a miscarriage was. And then as soon as I said it, it was like people came out of the woodwork like, I've had one, I've had four, I've had three. Mm -hmm. And it's very common these days, especially as um, processed packaged foods, lots of sugar, lots of uh, white flour, all these highly refined foods come into our diets as well as environmental toxins. You know, we're just living in a toxic world. So we can only do the best we can do. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was the kind of beginning of my journey where all of a sudden then after three years I did fertility treatments and ended up with triplets so amazing right the children (laughs) and then decided that you know you might not have made the same decision but we decided maybe we wanted to have one more and just see what it was like to have one baby and we you know got pregnant right away the baby stuck the pregnancy stuck and so now looking back I really understand that stress played a huge role Mm -hmm. in that um extension of my infertility I think the longer it went on the more I was like I'm never gonna have a baby Mm. and my fourth baby had severe eczema head to toe maybe at like two months started scratching and it's just like was so painful to watch and I was searching for answers and searching for answers and had the steroid cream on and the Zyrtec twice a day and tried everything and nothing everything was like a band-aid and then my friend told me to put him on raw milk and cod liver oil and boom he was like totally healed so meanwhile when he was six months old found out i was pregnant with my fifth child so i had five kids under four uh yeah five kids under four i was kind of falling apart i thought i had shingles it would take like i don't know if i ever told you this it would take like 10 seconds for my right eye to open up in the middle of the night i'd be like know what's wrong with me but it's just stuck and no doctor could figure it out I was probably like full steam ahead headed for an autoimmune disease because I was just like no sleep coffee wine you name it survival mode like 150 percent so I might be still there a little bit but I'm learning strategies to try and at least your arms now I'm in the teenager yes what's wrong with your arm I think it's just a case of moving may I suggest you're faking it I really wasn't faking any of it. It's just real <laughs> symptoms that were freaking me out. So anyway, um, when I healed my child of eczema, I sort of like flipped, it flipped the switch. And I realized that, that there, I, I realized like there was real food. I was buying all these organic, like pirate booty and whatever it was that was organic, cereals, all this stuff, but it was still highly processed and refined. And so it was kind of out with that, in with the bacon and the eggs and the butter and the, yogurt and kefir and bone broths and all of that and my life changed and mm-hmm. so um we also have a child with epilepsy and so I was always on this quest to find uh answers for her 
So we stumbled upon the GAPS diet through the Weston A. Price Foundation. The GAPS diet stands for the gut and psychology syndrome, the gut-brain connection. So our gut health, most everybody's heard about that, the microbiome. And um, I had been teaching real food cooking classes out of my home. And somebody in my cooking class was on the GAPS diet as well. And it was a very overwhelming, daunting kind of two-year protocol. And we decided that there wasn't enough information out there. So we decided to write a book about um, healing your gut so we can empower other moms and dads and people to just take control of their own health and how to step-by-step like a robot. What did we do with the book? We had it. Gave it to you. Oh, shoot, ski. I have, well, it's under my, I'll show you. <laughs> Here's the tattered version. It became a real Bible for me. Um, but writing it was really, it's called the Heal Your Gut Cookbook. And we had a new version, but we can't find it. Mm-hmm. And even a book I stand that Rita brought up. You. Oh, here it is. Okay. There's the new one. So I wrote a book. It was a real labor of love, like I said. And it was um, life changing as well. It really gave me the confidence in the kitchen as I went through it and learned these skills myself to be able to feed my family. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, we ended up, oh gosh, we've had a cancer journey with my uh, husband at the time all of a sudden had cancer. We moved across the country to Los Angeles. That's kind of a whole long story. But anyway, our healing journey stepped it up a level because when you're faced with life and death, it's pretty much like, ah, we got to do something. So we moved to Los Angeles from Massachusetts. And my book had just come out the moment, basically like a week after we arrived in Los Angeles. And I would meet people from all around the world. Here I was just in this melting pot of people from everywhere and everybody that I would show my book to mostly the elders Mm. that I would anybody I would hear with an accent I'm like hey you know how did you eat growing up and Mm. uh show them my book and they'd say this is actually the way we ate growing up and we were never sick and now they were seeing the disease setting in with their kids and their grandkids and so it was like they saw how when processed and refined foods came in then uh disease sets in so uh, always a passionate warrior for school lunches. That goes way back. I started even before my kids were in school. Don't ask me why, but I just, you know, <laughs> stumbled upon good old Jamie Oliver with his, maybe his accent got me. I think it did. He's so cute and adorable. So he um, really pushed me and Alice Waters into uh, kind of starting the change of school lunches. And when we landed in Topanga, California, there was this cute little nature-based school. And um, I ended up pushing my way in kind of to become the lunch lady. I won't get into all of that, but I mean, long story short, because I'm long-winded, as you can tell. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I became the lunch lady and literally had only ever cooked for my family uh, of seven. And I started as a snack lady and then halfway through the year became the lunch lady. So all of a sudden had to go from cooking for seven to cooking for a hundred snack and lunch every day. And as I was in home goods or somewhere shopping for pots and pans, how to restart, I had one week to set up. Rita texted me and said, I'm thinking of going to culinary school. And I said, do you want to be an intern? And then boom, she's an intern. Next week, we're starting with our good friend Pam uh, as lunch lady. So we really believe in the power of setting our children up with a foundation of good health from as early as possible. And this was a way that we could be in front of the kids every day, cooking really traditional foods uh, from bone broths and kefir shots to bikavas to uh, all the healthy fats and good proteins and showing up and educating the kids every single day, day after day after day after, after day. day. And I should I should, um, I should make note that Rita wor- did work for free for six months. Let's take Our a pause. Let's pause for that for a second. Thank you, Rita. I could never have done it without you, ever. It was a humbling. But here you are. Then she worked as the lunch lady for three years. That's right. Yeah. So paid. I'm going to now pass, like literally pass the mic to you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, right? Did I did I kind of sum up my who I am and why I'm here? I and think you just barely just, scraped the surface of I know, but are. I just Hillary can't is, tell it all. Hillary is very layered and... In a good way, I hope. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, you got to peel back the layers. Gotta peel back all It'll layers. come out as time goes on. More and more out. things will come out. I think it's I just can't, the first episode, so we'll... can't not share can't, everything. Yeah, I kind she's of a share, She's a sharing kind of book. person. Yeah. So if you ask a question, get ready for an answer. I will tell you my thoughts. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to switch from my coffee oh. to my bone broth, because okay. I think I need my bone Uh-oh. broth. So look at that. It's like TV. I thought she brought me a coffee, but really it was I just didn't. another thing. It was for another thing of home broth. She was—I know that she was thinking, 
you know what Rita's not gonna have because I'm more like the viewer I'm, I'm 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 in training so my house my pantry isn't perfect my refrigerator is certainly not perfect it's it's a much better than it was six years ago but right now like, <laughs> I don't have bone broth you on can demand. share it with I, me. that's fine okay I guess we I shouldn't we're supposed to probably be six feet apart fine. anyway so uh, I'll just can you pick a wedgie? Yeah, well, we got stuck between the benches. My, my oh, we got, we had, this is our new my, this my is our setup until we have our setup. You know, we're, it did kind of we're trying. Out. I had these beautiful flowers, and I guess they're going to, they probably, just kind of, they were, we could probably put them. Man, it's anyway, maybe too much. But maybe you could keep was one of the leaves in or something. Well, maybe not. Maybe but not. I don't know. You know, my story is not very too exciting because I think these days I'm just trying to keep in the present and move forward so i used to talk more about the past but honestly right now i'm just i'm excited that i what i know from hillary from that i've learned over just doing i think the most important thing that i can share with you is that it really was by doing that i was able to change my kitchen change my pantry change my way of thinking about food i still i always say this like i'm not i still am a person who i have a sweet tooth like I, I cave, you know, there, there are times I'll go to Blinky's Donuts and get a donut. I won't do it every day. I won't, go, you know, I've given up my daily run to like a Starbucks or anything like that. I make my coffee at home. I try to buy good coffee, blah, blah, blah. Um, add butter to my coffee, add fat to my coffee. Just understanding how fat works and that how to start my day instead of starting it with sugar. But I still have that creamer that has the sugar in it and I'm just I've tried I've made my own I'm just I have it's a process it's, it's a, a baby step it's baby steps but in many other things I'm on it I mean there I have my the way I make chicken the way I can roast chicken I can make a soup I can and all of this is just now without any recipes without anything I can just I understand how ingredients work together I understand how that's work together and that was a process but it's not hard it was not hard to do. It was just a matter of doing it. So it's, I'm, um, it's just, and once you start doing it, honestly, it's like a habit. They say, does it take like 30 days to get a habit? 21. Rolling? 21. So 21 days to make a habit. And that's a really good point you make in that you, it's not, it is easy, but it seems hard, but you have to go through it. What is that quote? The best way out is always through mm-hmm. Robert Frost. You have to go through the process. It uh, it's in my wallet. No, it's Robert Frost. Roosevelt. No, I'm pretty positive. I well, I think you're I wrong. Think people and I'm steal right. other quotes from people. Well, and they read anyway. Anyway, well, we can look that up. Okay. Anyway, I think it's <laughs> it's challenging, but it, there's nothing more worth it, right? Because when you understand how to work your kitchen and how to source proper ingredients and how to put things together simply and economically, like you don't really go out to eat anymore. No, and right. even before the even before the the COVID thing, I was start I had was starting to, we maybe would go out once a week, but honestly, it started to get where I was like I preferred the food that we cooked because it was just, you know, you could tell after so much home cooking, I could start to tell the difference when I'd go out and have dinner. I was like, okay, it's okay, you know, it's and it's and good. Paid it was, all that money, but it was more about the experience of being yeah. with somebody I want to go out to dinner with and have a glass of wine and all that. And once. I realized this wasn't about the food anymore. I could make this kind of food at home or it's not that difficult. I mean, obviously I'm not gonna make like a beef wellington or whatever, but- You might. My Davies Excels is just- Waiting for that day. Has a coupon, I gave him a coupon for a beef wellington, but he has to give me six days notice. He hasn't cashed it in yet. I've never made it. Let's let's do that together. Maybe that could be beef. There's liver and beef wellington? It's the liver, it's like pate. Oh, around the outside, uh-huh. isn't it? Then wrapped in like a puff mushroom. pastry or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do mushroom. We could get liver into you. That's one thing we're going to talk about. Working anyway. meats. Rito is very squeamish about them, but one of these days, actually, I brought a product that um, I thought would be an easy way for you to get it into you. I just brought it. Should I just a show pill? it? It's not a pill. Well, you can take a pill. You could take a beef liver pill or something. Mm. And we do that. Like, okay. I don't, you know, just like for, a supplement. Just for an extra. Look at this. It came in the mail. I know you love Did my you get purse. It in a bag? Wow. That's. I've had it for actually quite some time. It's, <laughs> it's trusty. <laughs> Shoot. It's trusty. Maybe I put it in my other big bag. Sorry, I have to do one. Okay, chopstick. well, anyway, maybe. Anyway. It's like a little spice blend by a company called Pluck. I'll, I'll find it, but I don't okay. know. 
And you can just sprinkle it on things, and then you're Perfect. getting a little bit of that infusion. Because it's the power punch. I know we talked about this, and she's been on me. Guys out there, if you if you are shy about the organ meats, you're not alone. I still, I'm three years in with Hillary, and it's still, I can't. If she knows it's I in there, she quite, won't eat it. It's like a I, mental block. I don't block. know what. So there is a gap in that. I tried to sneak <laughs> it. <laughs> there is a little. So I've got a little gut psychology problem with me. But I'm but. sure it's just growing up, my mom made, she would cook like livers, uh, the chicken, chicken livers or the gizzards or something. With, oh, yeah. She bred them. And I mean, the whole house, I just, I couldn't, I didn't understand. So it's it, maybe a memory thing. Them, it could be a memory be a nostalgic thing, trigger maybe but anyway even if you're not into organ meats even if you're whatever whatever way we'll you eat maybe by the end of this. we are not about judgment we are not about extremism we are not about mm-hmm. shame we are like meet you where you are baby steps baby steps we're just going to give you the information and you guys can do whatever the heck you want with it it's, it's your life right we're not claiming anything. we're not claiming Maybe. anything we're not doctors we're not i'm not a doctor are you sure Yes, okay. I am Dura. certainly not a doctor, okay. but I'm I'm just a fellow. Rita's like the Rita's like you, right? You are here to represent the audience with a little bit more knowledge under your belt. A little more, but you are really relatable. In that, some people might think, "Oh, there's a plane." Shoot, bear with us. We can talk a little louder, but you know, we're just figuring this thing out. And someday we'll have a really nice studio without bombers going overhead and all that. But. I have well. I have a history of. I have a history of cancer. I've had many surgeries. I don't have a thyroid. It's. It's not really even. You know. Th- I've been dealing with this for like twenty years. My son is now twenty-two. I found out when I was pregnant with him. Had my thyroid out when I was three months, about fourteen weeks pregnant. Had lots of surgery after, and I'm still here. You know? And the doctor said you should abort your baby. And then, right? yes, the doctor was like, she you know, you should through. terminate just to. You need to make. I was just a kid. I was my goodness. I was How old are you? Twenty two. Twenty four years old. Twenty four. And I. Babies. It's not my. I'm just not for not for me. So I. And it ended up being my only pregnancy and my only child. And he's alive adorable. and well. And he's adorable. sweet. And he has just graduated college. He's in Chicago. I'm very really proud of him. But anyway, the point is, is that even I have these health things, but I still was never told all these years really about diet or what to eat you know if I had thyroid issues or if I was having any I just it's so interesting to me that even to this day I've really not had any sort of like well let's send you to the nutritionist to see what you're eating or how to eat it was it's only just about we have to take these tests let's do these tests oh we felt a lump let's do a surgery we take it out you know all this invasive stuff and since I've been with Hillary I can't honestly think I'm not giving you all the credit because I have my faith in my Lord. I know that the Lord probably led me to Hillary. Um, but I haven't really point. been sick. Yeah, there's no coincidence. You know, God's pretty precise, actually 100% precise. So, but I haven't really been sick. I honestly can't think of like when I really have never, never missed a day of work. I never missed a day of work. I've never called in sick. I think. Well, you know, I keep saying that. Um, like when we started on this whole thing with my baby with eczema and we healed and I was teaching cooking classes and I would just be like, knock on wood, like nobody's sick this winter. And this is in New England when it's like freezing cold and everybody, it's just like the norm to have, you know, ear infections and strep throat and bronchitis and that hacking cough, like for every child, like four or five times throughout the winter. I remember a friend of mine saying, like, my kids just get sick like 10 times a winter. I'm like, that's not normal. And then, like, now I'm, like, looking, like, literally 14 years down the road, and every winter I'm like, knock on wood, we don't get sick. We might get the stomach bug. But, like, you know, that's okay. We fight it off, and we're stronger for it. But we really don't get sick. Our immune systems are really pretty strong. Mm -hmm. And so we want to educate people about that, too, when uh, when you have a healthy balanced immune system you own your own health really and um and i mean but I'm, even if you do get sick you have a better chance to get through it you know quicker yes, you more quickly and more you know uh, just without too crazy of a of a thing of you know of the whole episode you know you might right. be in bed for a couple of days but that's better than before where you might you know cold a cold might take you down for a week whereas right. when your immune system's stronger you know hey okay 48 hours you're like okay now you're kind of through it okay i'm starting to already feel stronger right well and like you turn to your kitchen for your medicine cabinet right you don't necessarily like i remember as a new mom my child although i do take some night sometimes 
I know she hates it. See, I'm not perfect, guys. Because there's still it's okay. there's still it's habits okay. in me. That I had are to just give Wyatt a little something I, for his yeah. braces being tightened. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna bless it and give him a little yeah. motion or something to take the edge off. You know, that's mm-hmm. modern medicine is here for a reason, and we have to be thankful that we can, you know, yeah. have those things sometimes. So, but I just we try. Have to be honest, because you know, I can't. I'm not perfect. Well, and, you have to be honest. Some, Honesty I don't have is to be, but you I, choose so, to be. In that moment, I did. Right. So I'm. Always honest. I'm not always honest. I think you are. I don't think you can be. Really? We're just sinners. White lies. Through. It's just, just me with lies. the. I but just really, know when it comes nature, to here. We well, in this hour, we'll be honest. In this hour, we're not going to mess with you. To be as honest as possible. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> <laughs> we can just speak we're from our experience. We're to the hilt, so we, I, I know that. You, we, hopeless, we do have some flaws. I'm a hopeless sinner. Oh yeah. Yeah. We try. That's okay though. I understand. But I think people can relate to flawed people because we're all flawed. We're all flawed. We're all flawed. I mean, you have a lot of flaws. I know. I'm working on them. Try every day, reads to <laughs> meet up to your standards. I have so I have so many flaws that I, I can't. I need a long tablet to just keep writing them all out. What? What's the point of writing them down? Then you just stare at them and feel bad. That's why I don't journal. I can people do. Well, you like, can write about down. happy things. You don't I mean, have I to write about. I, like, like I you write can write affirmations. Failures. I am well. I am smart. I uh, am flawed. capable. <laughs> but I think it helps to just admit that you're. It's better to say like I am just. I'm, you know, well, all you can do is I'm the best you can do every today, day, and that's okay. Yeah, you do the best you, know? you can do yeah, every just day. Keep going. The yeah. point is to keep going. Yeah, and I had a point about uh, the immune system and working through stuff oh well turning to the kitchen as a medicine cabinet and like setting your kids up with that um that knowledge that you know my mom didn't always turn to antibiotics and this and that they they then will learn to be more critical thinkers right and say like okay well I know I've been off the rails on sugar in college or whatever I feel really crappy my mom used to give me bone broth and kefir shots and whatever when I felt sick like those are the things that infuse into your children and you want them to like take it away with them right well even if you're okay if this is a good a good um place to say this like if if i was sick we when we grew up my mom would give me at the very least even if she didn't make a homemade chicken soup her instinct was to go and get a can of chicken soup right and give that to me or saltine crackers or whatever that or sprite right that's what she would do if i had a yeah. stomach but now i know that you know i can make my own broth even if it's just a veggie broth and add some salt real salt to it Mm -hmm. and I know how to do that on my own it just I think in the past it feels like a big thing it's like oh who's gonna make chicken soup that's so but it's not so simple so simple simple. or even a veggie broth is some you know just to make yourself to sip on when you're sick is really simple all those minerals and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that we want to demystify is that like what what was done in the past wasn't necessarily done you know, our parents had good intentions oh, and the gosh, saltines and the soda, and I'm here to the ginger sick ale. To, I survived, so I guess yeah, it was okay. Yeah, but like right now, we're in kind of like we've got 54% of our children with a chronic disease, and 88% of our population is metabolically unhealthy. So it is sort of catching up with us for sure. Mm-hmm. So we have, when you know better, you do better. And, you know, these things that's like. That's what we're doing here. That's, that's what all. we're doing. We're just trying we're to just, help you know a little bit more. Yeah, so and then you when can you can say, like, in your family. Exactly. And I'm proud of you for sharing your cancer story because so many out there do as well. And there's a a woman who follows me on Instagram who's going through her own cancer journey and a difficult one, two little kids. And she said, I'm getting chemo and they're offering me uncrustables, diet soda, and like something else that's horrible, like jello or something that's just filled with dyes and sugar or whatever. And it's it's so backwards, right? So it's just shocking that they don't know better. They don't now. know better or they're so wrapped up in the big system that they can't figure out how to change it. But that's mm-hmm. where we're like, you know, when all of us mamas, we're a strong, powerful group of people. And when we understand, we're the ones that are going to say no, like with the school lunch program or a hospital. And um, actually, another friend of mine who had cancer who was going to come to our lunch leader training academy. We train lunch leaders. Uh, to dive into whatever they want to dive into, whether it's their home or a hospital or YMCA or school, to kind of disrupt things and turn things over and figure out a better way. Um, This woman had contacted me because she had her own cancer journey and wanted to come get trained. And she decided to spend the summer with her children on Cape Cod. And then, but her point 
for coming was that when she was in the hospital, the food was so terrible that she wanted to change it. And she's since passed away, which is like so, oh. so incredibly sad. But I always keep her in the back of my mind because these are things that really do need to be turned over. And we have to, again, it's not about shame. It's about how can we all come together and problem solve and start to create, as Charles Eisenstein said, we love Charles Eisenstein, everybody Google him. The, he wrote a book called The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. And it's like, I think when we start leading with our hearts and thinking from the heart, like when you put a school lunch in front of a child and you're like, it's filled with sugar and dyes and Doritos and whatever, you, you have to, if you tap into your heart space, you have to say, this is not good for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, okay, what can we do? Like, mm -hmm. we're not going to change it overnight. That's one thing that we fully are aware of, that we didn't get this way overnight, and we're not going to change things overnight. But it takes all the players to come into play and start the conversation. Yes, and, uh, well, and I think something that gets by us is that it's not, like, I remember in back in the, in the older days when a, di a new diet would come out, a new fat or something, you know, I really had to talk myself into trying it you know it's like okay I'm gonna do it and, I, and I, I, it would be like this thing where it was sort of shame based and that okay you need to do this and if you can't do it then I don't have willpower and this and this and mm -hmm. this right whereas now I understand that it, especially nowadays you know with everything that's happening in the world there there are really only a few places where you can really have you have the power over your you know you have uh, what is it called Free will. medical oh. autonomy you have you have the 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 free, the free fully no. have the freedom to make the choice of what oh, right. you're going to put in your body. Okay, so yeah, we can't control the toxins in the yeah, air. We can't, we can't so, control but whatever everything. goes in your mouth. You, that is within your power. So if you know that and you know that inherently, of course you're going to, you know, you're not going to always be perfect. You are going to sometimes eat the the cookie or the cake or the donut, whatever. Okay, fine. But if you really know and you consciously are going, okay, this is within my control. I can choose this. Sooner, you know, you start to just choose better over time. You'll just little by little start to make better choices, better choices. What do we tell our kids when they go out? You know, we used to say, I used to tell Jimmy, just make good choices. You know, I knew he wasn't going to always like, make whatever, perfect Mom. choices. <laughs> but at least, you know, he knew he had a choice where we have a choice. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying is there is, is it's up to you. We can't, you know, do it for you. And we can't, we're not going to shame you into doing it. We're no. just saying it's really empowering when you say, gosh, I really can choose what I put on the table. And your family depends upon mostly, the, I would say, the mom overall to put food on the table right. and to decide what's going to be in the refrigerator. So that's up to you. And it's a really loving responsibility to have for the people in your house. So and you feel good about you it. Feel when good you about stack it. your pantry, and we'll help you guys with all of that with your larder and your pantry with the good stuff, then your kids only have those options and also when your kids are fully satiated with their meals they're not going to be grabbing for all the snacky foods mm -hmm. and one point you made i think that's so uh telling is the the willpower i think a lot of us shame ourselves and feel guilty that we don't have the willpower to stick to this diet or that diet and to be rigid but this isn't a diet this isn't a diet this is a lifestyle and it's also about um recognizing the the is trickery right is that a word like the the deception that goes into processed foods where it literally takes over and hijacks your taste buds and our microbiomes are literally being taken over by the bad bacteria winning over the good bacteria and we can get into gut health and all that but when you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria this is called dysbiosis and these cravings are uncontrollable so some of you out there are probably dealing with that and especially with sugar and all that salty, sweet stuff just really is hard to um, it's hard, to, hard to quell and to break. So don't feel bad about that. That's society right now. But when you decide to, I often say with my cookbook, the hardest part about it is deciding to do it. So just deciding to make that change. And but again, baby steps, right? Just one yeah. day at a time. If you, it's like, There's a song one I could sing. One day at a time. One day at a time. Well, I think if you can just take each day it's sort of like i hate i mean i'm gonna liken it to say alcohol you know when you we we are addicted all of us are addicted to i mean not alcohol but we're addicted to something. something so we all share that kind of addict right now everybody has some sort of something they're addicted to whether it be food it's sugar it's television Chocolate. it's the news it's politics, video games it's 
what whatever that is you know we all have that so if you can just take it one day at a time and say you know what choices can i make today in my kitchen you know whatever else you're doing in your life but you can always make the choice what you're going to put in your mouth and if you just take that pause like i try to you know and not just go ah whatever i'm gonna you know it's really life-changing it really can be life-changing and your kids will learn from you not because of what you say but because of they watch what you're eating they see what you're cooking they, they want to know what's what's going on when yeah. they really and when you figure out wow i'm kind of using the same things over and over i have my fats i have my salt and i have my protein and i have my you know vegetables and my fruit it's like it's just it's real food it's back to what we said we're just real food i guess i am a real food mom and i most you mostly really are like i would say you know 85 to 90 percent of my entire kitchen is truly root real just real food yes i have some crackers yes i have some but i try to get the crackers from but a i good think place. that's so like I a try, good the 80 20 rule people have big, heard of big, you know yeah, yeah that's a big big win where i used to be totally you know whatever you know uh just buying things just because whatever. they look good or there's a beautiful yeah. label or it says organic, but you really have to be a detective, which is unfortunate, but, and your kids will see that too, that my mom's looking at the ingredients and what are the things that I want to avoid? And especially, I mean, we'll get into this too, but condiments, like weeding out the condiments and, um, and we, you know, we started the lunch leader condiment crusade and Primal Kitchen was a huge supporter of us. I was like, if every school could just switch out their mayonnaise alone. Mm-hmm. That, that would, would be, be big. Huge because soybean big. oil, canola oil, and then you think of the ketchup with the high fructose corn syrup and all the dressings with the rancid vegetable oils. So um, those are the little tips like telling you about Primal Kitchen so you're not standing in front of the aisle with like five million salad dressings to choose from. You can just know, you know, and then we'll teach you how to make your own. But if you're not going to, uh, and that's certainly probably more economical, but if you're not going to, which a lot of people aren't going to, then at least you can feel good about the choices you make and that they're, they're, they can be stepping stones too, right? And then you feel empowered. Mm-hmm. And those those things that people don't know, those silent killers where they're sneaking sugar into bread and mm-hmm. oils into everything. And every time you go out to eat, you are getting processed rancid seed vegetable oils they sound healthy but they're not mm-hmm. and um and so that's something that you know um once your eyes are open to it it's like an aha moment and you just start to uh when we don't want it to be like consuming your life but you just can make these it only decisions based on knowledge not ignorance it. right <laughs> She's, that's why she's I'm the leader consumed. and then she's passionate about it. So we all need someone to kind of give us a little guidance. And that's what Hillary's here for. I won't I'm, stop cheerleading till the day I die. Rita so might, know, you I might mean, quit. She knows I'm, Don't I quit. might quit. You might, she, <laughs> you probably won't. She knows You're too legit. I'm not perfect. Too legit. She gets too, too legit, legit to quit. Mm. She knows I won't follow all the rules. I'm such a little rule breaker in the kitchen, but... At the same time, when she Blinky did, showed she, up on Friday, I was like, oh, I'm going to murder you. Out. I know. She's she a good like, example for the children. I know. It's all about the children. I know. But, but yeah. you know, sometimes when breaking I, the when rules is so kind well, of a rite of passage. Then you can afford the donut yes. here and there. It's it's before when I, I was eating agree. like crap. And then I'd also have a donut to reward myself for what? Eating like crap all week? I mean, it's like insane. And it shouldn't be a reward system, right? It should just be like, I'm going to have this because I feel like having this now. And I, you know, this is my life. And you feel... I feel better about it because I know that, wow, I spent the week. It's kind of like when you have a drink at the end of the week. Well, you, you know? want to know what happened last night? Oh, well, no. finish your thought. I interrupted I you. don't have it anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I get so excited. It's just excited a thought. And like Louise says, Hey says, it's just a thought. And a thought can be changed. Exactly. Right? Like that. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Well, okay. So my kids have really, really, really wanted buns for their burgers. And I just can't find a good one anywhere. Oh, man. Like, and you know, when I find, so when, I make, when I make, I get, I get totally, totally, I don't have that kind of totally paralyzed. And so yesterday Tanner came with these like good Nyman Ranch hot dogs. He wanted the hot dogs, came on and make a burger. And there's like, it's just not the same without a bun. And I'm like, ah, so I really like <laughs> threw all caution to the wind. If that's the right expression, I always get those wrong. Is that right? You threw all caution to the wind. I read the label. Okay. I knew that there was canola oil in it. And I was like, this stinks. You put the wind in your sails. I put the wind in my sails. And I was like, it's <laughs> going to be good grass-fed beef. It's going to be good it's, hot dogs. It was 80, it's one 20. day. It's one it day. 80, and he ate three hot dogs with a bun. I was like, can we stop it too? And he's like, and then he felt really sick. <laughs> 
So maybe that was the lesson. But I was like, I gotta let it go. I gotta let it go. I gotta let it happen. And you know, they're getting older. They're teenagers. They're not when they were little. I just wouldn't buy any of that. But now I have to let them experience it. And if you're so rigid, then they're just gonna go off and buy buns every single time. I know they're just gonna eat candy just to spite you, right? Which is so. And someone gave us candy the other day for a birthday, and I was like, great, you know, like four huge packs of candy and I was like great and then the next day Tanner was eating dinner he's like I can't eat the tomatoes my mouth feels all um like cut up a little bit Mm. and it was from eating candy so you know they learn the lessons on their own which is very hard to bite your tongue as a mama but you kind of take those wins we all like candy who doesn't like a piece of candy I like chocolate remember when you me too I know. I have some great chocolate I can recommend, too. Oh, let's recommend it. What is it? Right now? Oh, my friend Julie, when we were on the Gap site, she started Pure 7 chocolate, and it's just honey-sweetened chocolate. And she has 100%, but it's delicious. Mm. I'm going to get some. I tried to contact her, too. And in school, she would, with the kids at school, they they go crazy for, um, like, just a date. Oh, yeah. Just literally nature candy is like a date. If you have one, even two But that's a good point, too, because... Those things do break down to sugar in the body. Even nature's candy is sugar in the body. So you don't want to have like 15 dates. You don't no, want to have like but, 10 but oranges. But two are really, two But it's okay. I used satisfying. to shove them with my, when my kids were little, I used to shove them with like almond butter or mm. walnuts or oh, some sort of um, fat and protein in there so that they could, you know, See, there's a way. You can have your sweet tooth. Yep. Without and it's, yeah, and I said one for each hand. That was my rule. When they had a cookie or anything sweet, it was like one for each hand and that's, that's it. And then it's like they kind of know. It's like, well, I only have two hands and yeah. can't take ten. Yeah, you can't right? take ten, no. It's just kind of that reinforcement in your brain. Yeah. Even for adults. One for each hand. Okay, so that's right, all. So time, I was waiting to see if Rad, it. if we had a rad moment. Oh, but, man. you know, should I text him? We we have this friend, Tony, who's super rad. The rad And human. sometimes we just, he's a rad human. And he just spreads rad Love and happiness. I visited him at on Instagram. I think he's rad human. Yeah, at rad human. I met him right when I moved to LA. He's phenomenal. Super guy. nice guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna text we him because we were doing like we could have a rad moment when we needed it. And I think he'll just say something awesome. Yeah, and it just makes you feel awesome. Our goal really is for you guys to leave this podcast feeling uplifted. You've laughed a little bit, and we're gonna have all sorts of things. We're gonna go on site to some farms and. Do all sorts of stuff. We'll do some Facebook lives where you guys can ask questions. We'll be on Insta stories and stuff too. But the point is for you to leave feeling hopeful, empowered. You've laughed a little bit. You can't wait to come back and like sit around our, what is this? It's not your kitchen table, but it's a big old It's a big nice, it's actually table. a conversation table. It's a conversation table that you forgot to dust. That I painted. I didn't know you think okay. we were going to be right <laughs> So anyway, we just would love um, to build this community of like-minded mamas and papas. I don't know. Do you think we'll get some men who want to join? I have some lots of men followers, actually, who want to just. Do you? Yeah. Like, I mean, and some of them are, like, in their 70s and just, like, learning to slow cook or, mm. you know, putting fat in their coffee or adding good salt into their diets. I mean, there's so many little tips and tricks that we have learned along the way. Yes. And we are dying to share them with you. Yep. And plus, we love community. We love talking to people. We love. We love people. We love people. I, I mean, love you. I love you too. Mm-hmm. I'm such a people person. All right. I can be kind of more so, a hermit, but. I like to be a homebody too. Mm-hmm. Like the whole COVID thing, when it hit, I was kind of like, I'm okay with staying home. But now I'm going a little crazy, but. Uh, but I'm I'm still out and about. But I have four kids that are on virtual school. Five, but one's back east. One lives back east with his dad. Whoa. And it's hard to manage. Yeah. And then the screens. That could throw me over the edge. So anyway, so we aim to help people not stress because, you know, I can have the most perfect diet in the whole world and be freaking pulling my hair out with my children and the the video games. And all the dogs. And my dogs. I love my dogs. They do get us out for a walk, actually. Best thing is my landlord's selling my house. And so it's like when he shows it every time, I'm like, okay, we got to go. We have to get out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's the only way everybody agrees to leave. Oh, Oh my God. Get off the screen and get out of the house. So, you know, the children need to understand, too, that we need sunshine. We need sleep. We also have a whole at school of lunch. We also have a whole... um, philosophy of regen living that you know it's not just food but the the sunshine the sleep the water the community the laughter the exercise all that stuff is so important and is what really makes us human and so 
this disconnect that's happening right now with one another and also our disconnect from nature. I can get so into that, that we are part of nature. We're no different than anything in nature. We're very um, advanced form of, you know, living things in nature, right? We're probably, we are the most advanced, right? Well, I would say, well, I but mean, in terms of walking and talking and functioning and doing oh, all yeah. that. But when you look at, like, we all look at something in nature, like, oh my gosh, that peacock and the flowers and whatever it may be, it's miraculous to us. Well, we have, we have but decisions. But we don't think well, of ourselves we make decisions. Like we have free will to make decisions, which is different right. than animals, I think, are more instinctive and they're instinctual. They're going to, they just, they know how to survive and every, they know where to go. They, they know what to eat. They're not deciding over donuts or acorns. I mean, they're just, right. that's, they do, yeah. they do, they know what to do and they do it. We, and we, we, we can have learn from that, so right? many choices and though we know what to do, we don't always do it. Right. So it, that's, I think we've different. lost that, um, our, our tie to our intuition too, that mama, I they always would say it's ironic that I wrote a book called the Heal Your Gut Cookbook. I wanted to name it like go with your gut because that's like my biggest lesson is like learning to trust my gut and I'm still getting there I always want I'm a Gemini so I always want that confirmation I want someone to say like you're doing it right hmm. but you always yeah. say um you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong yeah thanks <laughs> well we're not gonna ever get so, it really right well I don't do <laughs> so we're very different people we are very different but I don't do horoscopes together. anymore just true don't, oh yeah. I got the best horoscope the other day Actually, it was really good. I should have taken your... It was a little book that had things. It wasn't even a horoscope. It was just like one thing for your birthday, a whole book of them. Yeah. I guess that's maybe Let me get your little Bible for Christmas time. Get yourself reading, the, get yourself reading in the Proverbs. Lots okay. Of, lots of well, Reitz has incredible <laughs> faith. We all have faith. And whether you're Christian me. or whatever your belief system is, I think um, trusting in a greater intelligence or something that's bigger than us is also really um whether it be nature like i like to go to the beach and just sit on the beach and look at like how magnificent and how large everything is when you're just looking at the horizon compared to me as this like one tiny little tip on the pinhead of whatever humanity right so um so just you know letting go of some things i think is is really helpful too right how much do we really have control over right and it Not could all much. be over tomorrow, so we might as well make a delicious meal for today. Yeah, you might as well be in today. Well, I mean, the Bible says don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has, tomorrow's tr- troubles will take care of what themselves. Tomorrow so just may stay bring. today. Okay. God gave you today, so what are you going to do with it? When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, well, I guess I got another day. <laughs> well, you know, that's God a good practice, try again. too. When you put your feet on the floor, if you're just like, gratitude for another day of like waking up standing up and having another have at it right another opportunity to to you know enjoy the day you're gonna be hungry so you're definitely gonna have another choice to make and every choice you make has a consequence every choice choice. we know that so our food choices are gonna have consequences whether it be now or later every choice we make with our relationships have consequences we we know all that that's all very inherent it's it's this is like kindergarten stuff kindergartners know that their Did choices that? have consequences well True. they just know well, you it. get in trouble you just know it you're yeah. it's inside of you so if you you know if someone says a, a, a nasty thing to you that has a consequence on you and it has a consequence on them so it's the same with everything i think right. it's all very relative that's, yeah and that's a good lesson for your kids too that like like my child eating the three hot dogs with the, it's like you know it was a choice it's a bad choice and i let him make the choice but then he suffered the consequences yes i went for a long walk after to try and kind of move that through <laughs> yeah so well it's been 48 minutes and 12 I seconds we have to go <laughs> trying well, to figure we... out the pr- the proper not the proper but the you know the perfect time we're gonna we're gonna always have a close out too right so a we close would out. kind of make sure we close out with like you know so this one was this episode was all about us right yeah. beginning with a so mm-hmm. next week would be b and we talked about doing bone broth what do you think yeah i think bone I think broth, bone broth, broth is and bread even broth. we talk about well, those are two totally huge separate topics oh, but... very different people but we love each other we have a lot to say though so if we were to do two topics in one two times it might be difficult <laughs> to get it all in i think we should end every episode on with a song what yeah so what sing? do you want to sing we should sing ourselves out what tomorrow may bring? <laughs> that that just came to me. You didn't. I don't even know that, that song. song. Yes, you do. What tomorrow may bring? I'll come with the sun. Or what is it? Oh, that's from the sixties. Yeah, oh. I believe. 
I believe I can fly. We can do that one. All right. Rita and I, if you guys tuned in, we had a show when we were lunch ladies, and we uh, every day would film just to give people a little snippet of what's going on in the kitchen and to see that kids will eat real food. And that's one thing that we can talk about, too, is that people noticed a difference, right? When they were being fed real food every day, kids would smell these, you know, beautiful lovely what am I trying to say aromas coming from the kitchen that they're like oh what's for lunch Miss Hillary and then they would um you know have the most beautiful colorful plates they'd sit down outside in nature and eat with their friends and their teachers and it was just like a really picturesque little scene and it's no longer now we're virtual listen with an A song you're gonna just surprise me yeah I don't have a microphone Rita sings carry off key every Friday night if anyone wants to what is it is it a duet? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know the song. Yes, you do. Uh, oh. I don't know the song. Yes, you do. I do, but I don't know how it starts. Yes, you can know. It's the perfect song to take us out. And not everybody out there knows the song. Can they hear it? For always, right? <laughs> Girl, you are to me. Show. You have to push it up. You have to lean it a bit. How do I have to do it? Because you're 